Welcome to the Tanjo Tech Talk Podcast, where we take 15 minutes each Wednesday to help you upskill on a topic related to machine learning. We'll also sometimes include longer lectures and talks we give on other subjects. I hope you enjoy, and if you have any questions, you can reach out to me, Will Jarvis, at will at tanjo.ai. Thanks. Well, hey, Ken, how are you doing today? Doing great, Will. So, Ken, I wanted to get started and just ask you, what are some things most people miss about managing, you know, highly effective software teams as opposed to, you know, it, it seems very different from when you're building software. So building software seems different from building widgets, right? And managing widget production. So like if you're just building pencils, it seems like there's a very clear path you can follow. Uh, but when you're building new software, it, it's you're going from zero to one. You're doing something you haven't done before generally. Um, and that seems to feed into how you manage effective teams. That's a great question. And there's a list of answers. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, kind of start with a, maybe a three bullet point uh, answer and, and behave right. myself and keep them short. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, w- one is kind of figuring out what it is you're going to make um, and, and making sure that that maps to something useful for people. That is that sounds important. It sounds important. And, and you, you can't imagine that anyone would miss that step, but lo and behold, um, it's common to not bother. Um, and, and so th- there's this process where you come up with uh, a story of what a user would do when they use it. Uh, and right. there's, a, there's a formal way of kind of listing all those out and talking with everyone who might use it and might empathize with the users. And then making a map of what features those get turned into in your application. So that's bullet point one. You please do that, um, uh, or else you're just gonna, you know, make some nifty thing, and uh, it's it's too easy to end up with um, a fun program that's great for the programmers, but it doesn't solve anything for the people, and you don't want that. That's scary. Um, so bullet two would be, um, you know, in terms of uh, building your code. Uh, th- there's this great sliding scale of um, reusability and just get it done Got um, it. in code that you write. And so just get it done. Y- you can, you can kind of uh, create technical debt it's called where, you know, like, well, you just hacked it together and it works, but you- you're never going to be able to kind of modify it or get back into it. Um, but it's a lot faster to work that way at first, if it's a small project. <laughs> Right. Um, so you have to kind of like, kind of like figure out where on that sliding scale, you know, is this an emergency that needs to be <laughs> done for people to be able to sleep? Um, or is this something where you're constructing a product that will be configurable and uh, more people can contribute to it and everyone's kind of in the thick of it together um, without being able to break what each other is doing. Um, and, and, getting that balance right there's no one answer right like you you it depends on the project and the deadline and the money and who's available what skill sets they have um you just have to kind of go through talk through a process of figuring out where you interface with all of that so Um, i i guess it's kind of like what you're saying is that there are inherent trade-offs whenever you build software so you can you can have it fast and but you can't have it. What uh, I know Jay talks about a triangle where you can have it fast, uh, 
you can have it cheap or you can have it um, good have it good and yeah. it's like pick two pick two sometimes <laughs> pick one if uh, sometimes pick it one. has to be really hot <laughs> yeah. right 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 uh yeah. yeah i think that is that is uh important to keep in mind mm. whenever you are working on these projects because it is um it's an inherent trade-off you can't have everything that that's absolutely fair and and, and so that you know that that connects the dot to um uh just a short version, always be building products a little bit. Um, so that middle one, right? Like, yeah, you've got a slider, but at any moment, if you can collect one function call, you know, one little chunk of programming and you're like, Ooh, this could be handy down the line. And you can, you can kind of throw that to yourself in the future. Um, Interesting. Do so. Um, because uh, you will receive it on the other side. That happened for me today. We had this complicated map program that um, we needed to cr- create um, uh, the, a way of showing the very small states with big call-out boxes so that you could see what color they were on a color-coded map. And Interesting. We already coded that. Um, and it turns out we needed some variation of that. And luckily, the code had these a couple of reusable parts in the middle and we paid that forward to ourselves and lo and behold, the work went away and uh, because it was made just a little bit reusably. Um, and, and so that, that, you know, I, when I, when, when that code was written in the first place, we did it on the fast quick, but some of the parts were reusable and as you know, we, that that that's just a you know an example of something that we were making products all the time um but those products could be a tiny piece of a product and that's a, an important thing to kind of keep in mind when you're making stuff is you know the those little ejectable chunks that you can move around into other places it, it turns your job into legos instead of um injection plastic molding interesting so i i I guess this reminds me of an essay by paul graham called do things that don't scale have you ever heard of this (laughs) i i have uh, from you (laughs) oh excellent excellent so it's like the concept of in the beginning whenever you have a product or um yeah you're trying to build a startup you want to you want to solve the problem um any way you can even if even if it's not apparent uh readily apparent that you could uh easily scale it or replicate it later so yeah. i i really like your model of like okay like always be thinking uh you know how does this contribute to a product down the road like how you know what piece even if it is like just the function call what can i loop back in later and reuse so you slowly end up building this product uh so it truly it, it migrates from a service to a product over time and I think everyone essentially follows that model to some extent. Absolutely. And, and so that, you know, like that's, that's, that's the, the motivation behind all of this is to be able to get stuff done quickly when you can and, and need to. Um, and, and the way to prevent yourself from paying the price of never making progress on a product is to kind of throw these little pieces into the future for yourself in, instead of the, enterprise grade fully documented right. you know like every function and variable name is 
uh, is written written out with full documentation before anyone writes a line of code, which is there's a universe for that, and there's reasons for that. So you know, if you got humans that you don't want to blow up in a rocket, right? Do it that that's way. That's important. Yes, that's a different uh, thing. Uh, that's that's a good reason to do it that way. I, uh, just a quick story on that. My dad um, did work for NASA when I was a kid. I would go in. Um, and see what he was doing. And he was working on the Viking lander software for uh, the, the uh, probe that landed on Mars. And um, it was extremely complex. And he was part of a team that was constructing the way that software would be written such that mistakes kind of can't get introduced to the process. And they had teams of programmers all writing the same algorithm each from scratch and then comparing the results and outputs just to see what kinds of things could go wrong um, oh wow and that was part of their process and you know talk about you know non-reusable code um, they genuinely <laughs> threw away all of that code and then had someone else write it once they a, a, a different team write the real code and then checked it for those kinds of things that could have gone wrong. Um, so, you know, that process can swing in extremes in the other direction. That is not how small businesses should probably write software. However, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love that model. Uh, are there, are there any other tips that come to mind about perhaps uh managing software projects that differ from the physical world? Mm, oh yeah, that's, that's a great one. Um, so uh, I took a training, a uh, six Sigma training Ooh. and uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell this as a story. Is this, is this then... eight, eight Sigma gold extreme belt. 99. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I have some belt. I, I can't remember which shade of purple That's it awesome. is, but um, uh, here, here I was down on the floor with a, with a little toy catapult flinging balls to try and hit a mark. <laughs> right. And so I was supposed to learn that any process that, yeah. it, that um, can be, can be mapped directly to the idea of flinging a little ball with a catapult <laughs> and hitting a mark. What could go wrong? Now, it turns out that if you're making license plates um, and it, it's, there's something you're doing by hand, any yeah. piece of that you can automate, um, it gets better. Um, and so as a software engineer, I, I kind of thought, well, um, I immediately you know, t uh, put something heavy on my catapult. And they said, no, 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 no. Do it the dumb way first. <laughs> like what? Okay. 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 I get it. You're teaching me that there, you know, I want to improve my process over time. But the thing that doesn't map is that you're not making license plates and wing nuts. Um, you're making software, which requires innovation now, if you're making software that requires zero innovation, something that is completely rote and it's the same thing as has copying something done over and over and over, that does match, Got but it. you shouldn't write it that way. 
right? If if you if there's that's that's called spaghetti code. Um, but if you if you make it so repeat such a repeatable process that it can be it can be turned into something that you turn a crank on and it spits out it spits out you know the thing that works on the other side you should have written the program you should have written a program that spits those things out makes sense that your job the the job of performing the project takes 10 minutes the tool you used to do it took you a month to code and then you spent 10 minutes at the end. The next time you take on that project, it takes a, a project like that. It takes 10 minutes. And the experience is nothing like the last time you did the project. And I think that's the, I think that's the crux of it. In, you know, the, to map it back to the example of the little toy catapult. When I was done with the little toy catapult, and, and I was looking over at these folks, they're like, I do software development. <laughs> this catapult doesn't match. And they, oh, sure it does, sure it does, sure it does. And I said, I would replace this catapult and I would replace myself with a robot that does the same thing that the catapult is, is having done to it by me. And then I would nice. replace that robot with another robot that makes those robots so that it, <laughs> I, just, I just open the door throw a small puck into the room full of problems and it solves them all in a minute. And, and she kind of looked at me and like, you're saying that you would have something that just automatically solved all the problems (laughs) instead of sitting there and flinging the the balls with the catapult. And I said, yeah, that's what software development is like. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, yeah. Wingnuts and, and code are, are different. And I, I think, you know, another lens on that is how hierarchical solutions are in software. You know, a, a physical warehouse full of boxes, there's no way to take the process of moving a box from one place to another and turn it into a zero effort operation. Um, it, right. People do, you know, you could throw all the robots in there, but then you got to have the robots. And right. Space doesn't go away. In software, space goes away or ta- effort goes away. And, and that got makes it. them very different from each other. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Ken, thanks for coming on for this kind of short review and can't wait to have you back on. Awesome. Thanks for the time, Will. Appreciate it.